Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to this program. Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, episode 37 today. Man, oh man, when I woke up this morning, I, I did not expect to have all of this piling on top of each other. We've got what? Uh, reaction to the State of the Union, which was absolutely fascinating. We're going to spend a lot of time on that later on in the program. We also have still pending results to come out of Iowa. We don't know uh, that race on the Democrat side, at least quite yet. We'll see how that works out for Mayor Pete, who right now seems to be uh, leading the pack. And then... And then at just after 10 o'clock, or afternoon rather, just afternoon, uh, Mitt Romney from the floor of the United States Senate uh, during the 10 minutes allotted him and every other senator uh, during these impeachment proceedings gave an address. And in that address, he laid out his own personal rationale for why he will be voting to convict the president of the United States of abuse of power. That's the first article of impeachment transmitted over from the House. I will point out that he uh, will be voting to acquit the president on the second article of impeachment. That's abuse, or I'm sorry, that is obstruction of Congress. Well, not long after that address delivered by Senator Romney on the floor of the Senate, he made himself available to reporters over the phone. It's something called a press call, where it's a big conference call. Reporters from all around the country are able to dial in. Uh, the senator will offer some some remarks, some rationale for why he's doing now what he's doing. And KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson was on the line and able to interact with the senator. Paul, how you doing? I am doing okay. How about yourself, Lee? Not bad at all. Yeah, busy day. No, uh, that's yeah. all right. Uh, yeah, true. Just another day. Uh, just yeah, another true. day in radio. I mean, it's, it's just regular. Really. What'd, you, I mean, what'd you learn on the phone with the senator today? Uh, well, some of the some of the things that he said on the Senate floor, he was as, he's actually saying, hey, look, I wanted more witnesses because I did want, and he was hoping that John Bolton would bring him some sort of a reasonable doubt as to whether or not the president was you know guilty of what he was being accused of. And he said because that didn't happen, he says, well, you know... There, there wasn't any in reasonable doubt added by the president into uh, from the president's team about whether or not he, you know, he was he was guilty. Um, but a couple of us asked him, okay, well, what was the tipping point? What was the, what was the evidence that that made you believe that yes, he is guilty of what he was being accused of? And that's where he didn't specify. He was saying things like, well, I looked at all the evidence, uh, I, I weighed it all individually, I vetted all of it, that kind of a thing. And we asked, well, okay, well, what was it? 
that said, yes, he is guilty. And unfortunately, we didn't get a specific answer. He just said he kind of looked at all of it. But, Abu- um, abuse of power. Yes. That's where Senator Romney feels the president is guilty and worthy yeah. of removal from office. Uh, that is when the president uses his position and power to either enrich himself, uh, to elevate himself personally yeah. or politically. And somehow Romney has come to the conclusion that the president is guilty of that when pressed uh, for the specifics. He was he came up short. Yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't say specifically which piece of testimony or which, uh, you know, uh, which per- witness that came forward in the House hearings that convinced him that, that, yes, this really happened. But it could be just the fact that um, an investigation was requested in the first place. Um, but he did um, uh, he does maintain that the president did ask a foreign power to corrupt an investigation specifically so he could stay in power. He said it it, it really only can look like as if it's just a political move. Uh, that's the only reason r- really why you would ask for it. And he said um, on the Senate floor, he, he said that realistically – the the president's team didn't give any evidence that an investigation into Joe and Hunter Biden was actually justified. And so that's why he, he maintains that 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 stance. Earlier today, I asked the listeners to send me text messages. I continue that plea. Please send me your text. Let me know what you think. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, if I'm honest, I have during my history on this program, we're now 37 episodes deep, have received uh, more texts and input from listeners on this issue than I have I on any <laughs> other day. And if I'm honest, most of it is negative. Uh, negative he, against Romney? Negative against uh, Romney. He needs to be... This one says Romney needs to be impeached and removed from office. It is understandable that there is great negative blowback coming in the direction yeah, he knew of that. the senator. What do you have to say along yeah, this line? Yeah, he was even asked, hey, look, there's the bill that's being proposed on, on Utah's Capitol Hill that would make it so we can re- recall a senator. And even though the lawmaker didn't specify... That I'm aiming at Mitt Romney for this. And he was asked, do you believe that this is going to be used, that your vote's going to be used to kind of further that? And do you think that they're really going to come after you if this bill passes? And he says, well, I knew that there was going to be a blowback. And he anticipated not just uh, um, from Utah, but he also expects it from President Trump. He, uh, President Trump uh, will probably mention Mitt Romney's name at campaign rallies and, and all that kind of stuff. And he says, well... I, I kind of expected that to happen. He said he even got a lot of blowback from just asking John Bolton to testify. Um, so he says he knew it was going to happen. He said uh, he even brought up the church hymn uh, from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So it says, do what is right, let the consequence follow. And that's uh, he quoted that as one of his reasonings as to why he... He will vote to convict uh, to of abuse of power. Senator Romney had earlier today spoken with the folks at Fox News, uh, who then immediately after his time on the House floor played that. He then mentioned that uh, that church hymn, mm-hmm. uh, the Protestant hymn. Uh, listen, in about. 15 minutes, uh, 15, 17 and a half minutes from right now, it is scheduled for on the floor of the United States Senate for the senators to have the opportunity to cast their vote uh, as to the guilt or innocence of the president of the United States. History is playing out right now, and a Utah finds himself right in the middle of that history. And Mitt Romney says he doesn't expect that his vote's going to actually have the president removed from office. He doesn't He doesn't really believe that that's going to happen. He even said, I expect that I'm going to be in the minority. Um, so, yeah, so not only... Uh, not only is he expecting a lot of blowback from his own political party, but he's expecting it at the street level. I'm always fascinated by the, the consultation in which the senators seek and other members of Congress when they are facing votes. Did he talk at all about you know, who he discussed this decision with beforehand? 
uh, he he basically made it. Um, he talked about how he reflected on this personally. It was almost more like, "What do I personally know? What do I personally believe?" And so um, he was asked, you know, "Like, were you up late last night, kind of reflecting on this?" And he said that he really didn't make any official decision on what he was going to do until Thursday of last week. Um, so it, it sounded like as if it was a, mostly a lot of personal reflection as to what led him to this decision. Outstanding. Uh, KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson, you on this the rest of the day? Most likely. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'd be shocked if I was uh, reassigned <laughs> to anything at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for that update. So what you just heard from was Paul describing uh, something called a press call. Uh, sometimes when uh, members of Congress or business leaders, someone, they have a message they'd like to share with reporters, they'll organize a, a conference call. Uh, Paul called into that, had some interactions with the senator, and we learned uh, much from that. Again, grateful to Paul Nelson for his work there. Uh, right now, as I look at a monitor uh, showing me the floor of the U.S. Senate. It is Senator Chuck Schumer who is making his case as we walk our way towards this all-important vote. Now, listen, the, the tea leaves are kind of uh, clear on this one, that the, the president will be acquitted of these two impeachment articles. Uh, the fascinating twist, which we've learned today, is that Senator Romney uh, will be voting to convict the president. Next up, I promise I'm going to get to the guests of the State of the Union. They're fascinating people, accomplished people, wonderful people, uh, and I want you to know about them. I'll share you, share with you their stories next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.